Welcome to the Daily Misinformer. I'm Adam Macias. This week, we are going to talk about three stories you might not have heard about, including a doctor who likes to leave a mark. We're also going to quiz the internet about what they know about critical race theory, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And later on in the show, we read some tweets from celebrities about Betty White. I'm sure it'll be very, very honoring. But first... We're joined by a very special guest. This week, MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell continued to push the big lie about the 2020 election and claimed that he has the evidence to convict 300 million Americans of election fraud. Here to talk about it is Mike Lindell. Mike, are you there? I am, yeah. Thanks for having me, Adam. Uh, this is a big story. People don't know. There, 300 million Americans frauded the election system, and they voted for the wrong guy. And they could have all been they could have all been Trump votes if they had done it right. Okay, so you're saying let, let's just be clear first. You're saying 300 million Americans committed fraud on election day, right? I have the evidence. I have the evidence. Okay. It's all it's I, I can't share it with you right now, but I have all the evidence that over three, at least right around 300 million Americans should be in jail right now for okay. for not voting for Trump. OK, there's 329 million Americans total in America. You're telling me. So that would leave about 29 million Americans that didn't commit fraud. That's right. That's right. And, and a- I'll tell you two of them, me and Mr. Donald Trump himself, we didn't fraud. But the rest of y'all, the rest of uh, the rest of y'all should be in prison. Well, uh, and like half of that population is children. So you're saying children, ha- like 150 children, million children, children committed fraud. are the yeah. biggest tricksters out there. You know, I once I once tried to sell a child a pillow, and I uh, when I got back to my house, I looked in my pocket and I didn't have a wallet. You got a pickpocket by a, by a child by a child? I think so. Was this on the street? Like a like a street urchin? Yeah, I was I was walking down the streets of New York. I was stopped a child. I said, "Hey, you want to buy a pill?" And and uh, next thing I know, I got home. I didn't have a wallet. Was this kid wearing like fingerless gloves and like a like a Kangol hat? Yeah, he was, and he he kept saying extra extra. Read all about it. And then as I was talking to him, he stopped saying that. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I got home. Don't have a wallet. Was his hat? Was his pants like weirdly puffy near the pockets and like skinny towards the the ankles? Yeah, had, like, how'd you know? Pa- uh, that sounds like newsies. What you're describing, you you uh, talk to newsie like a newsie from like the 20s, 1920s. No, this was the 2020 election. I don't think that happened. What did? The, what else did this happen? He, so you talked to a, an extra extra newsie. What on the on the streets? Yeah, I was telling him. I was telling him, do you want to buy a pillow or do you think that the election was a fraud? And he was saying, absolutely. Well, actually, I don't really remember anything he said. I just remember waking up at home. I didn't have a wallet. So you went from talking to a newsie on the street to waking up in your home without yeah, I had a wallet. big bump on my head. You blacked out. I see. You got yeah. jumped. You got jumped by a newsie. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I got robbed by a kid. Kids can't be trusted. They all should have voted for Trump. They wanted to. They meant to. But the system. Kids can't see, vote. This is Kids. The, thing. the voting machines were changing Trump votes to 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 Biden votes because, you know, that none of the kids of America, uh, they, was, they would be singing. We are the kids in America. Uh-oh. But they wouldn't no. be voting for Biden. OK, I'm going to stop you right now. That all none of what you said, I don't think was a single sentence or a single thought. <laughs> Uh, what are you talking about? All those words followed in a logical order from from the fact that they were kids to the fact that they didn't vote for Trump, but they meant to because of the machine. You ever been you ever been tested for ADD? What? How you talk sometimes it, it kind of just jumps all over. That's the place. a HIPAA violation for you to ask me about that. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Well, quit while we're at it. Are you, are you vaccinated? Uh, this is a big HIPAA violation. You're a big hippo over there, Adam. <laughs> I don't, that's not what that means. You're a violation of a hippo. Tell me how 300 million Americans committed fraud. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I have the evidence that 300 million Americans should be in jail for voting wrong. And what they meant to do was vote for Trump. But what they did do was accidentally vote for either Biden or, 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 or Trump. But what they meant to do was vote for Trump. Look, I have the evidence. I can't share it with you yeah. right now because that would be, if I, sh- if it went out now, then it would not be as valid later, you know? But once the, tr- once there's a trial and there's the pillow, uh, then it'll be, then it's clear. Did you say that once there's a trial and then there's a pillow? <laughs> yeah. I have all the evidence in a couple of my pillows that I keep under my bed. Okay. So that's where the evidence is. It's under your bed. No, no, I can't say because I don't want anybody to come in and look at it yet. It's not ready. Can you give us just a, a hint of what? 
the evidence could be. Are we talking paper? I have over 300 million ballots in my pillows under my bed. You have 300 million, like, used ballots? Yeah, all the ballots that were supposed to be voted for Trump that accidentally the kids stole. And and, and I hired a newsie to steal a bunch of ballots and put, pack them into a pillow and put it under my bed. And, and that's, I have the evidence under my bed that 300 million Americans meant to vote for Trump. How do you store three? First, I have so many questions, but mainly logistically, how do you store 300 million ballots in pillows underneath your bed? That seems like it would be have a you big tried bed. My pillow, Adam, it, it is the most comfortable pillow no, in the save, world. You squeeze plugs it, to the you end. squeeze save, it, you pull it, plugs you to rip the it. End, no right. matter what you do, there's 300 million ballots in there. Are you saying my pillows? Every are my pillow stored. has three hundred million Trump ballots inside of it. Okay, that sounds impossible and not comfortable at all. It's the most comfortable pillow on the market. Is it because you're dreaming of of Trump? Why? Because that seems like that stuff would like seep into my dreams. Yeah, it's the power of osmosis, Adam. You sleep on three hundred million Trump votes, you're gonna think about three hundred million Trumps. Do you ever dream about uh, three hundred million Trumps? Every night, Adam. What do they do? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mostly run the country, but sometimes, yeah, things get a little spicy in your dreams. You have like a 300 way, 300 million way. Do you ever think about what a great orgy would be if it was all Donald's all the time? Never. I've never thought that, Mike. Oh, man. 300 million orgies could be better if they were all Donald's all day. You're attracted to Donald Trump, Mike Lindell? <laughs> no, I don't do that gay shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so you're not willing to provide the evidence. Can you maybe hint at what the evidence points to? The evidence points to 300 million Americans doing bad votes. But again, not possible, Mike. Well, I, there, there's not enough Americans to have voted. How many times did you vote, Adam? Just once. What about you? 300 million. What? That's... The, so you committed fraud no, 300 million times no, is what you're saying. That's no, the evidence you have. And you've what? been hiding it underneath your, your pillows for a year and a half now. I have 300 million ballots in every my pillow of you voting for Trump. And they're all frauds. And look, I've been told by certain math professors that I only know one number, but I don't know what that means because because I don't understand what the word one is. You don't understand what the word one is. Yeah. What's one plus one? 300 million, I guess. Um, how many of me do you see? 300 million. Okay, that's all right. You're insane. You're an insane person. But honestly, kind of cool to talk to. Would you mind sticking around for the rest of the show? I'd love to. I have 300 million miles and miles and hours for you, my friend. What? <laughs> you got to get tested for ADD, man. You got to get tested. Anyways. Look, I know that one didn't make that much sense, but 300 million hours, all yours, my friend. That's all the time on the world. I get you. That would make you an expert. 300 million hours. But speaking of experts, we're going to talk to some expert panelists of the Daily Misinformer team. First off, uh, she is Kristen Scatton. Uh, you probably have recognized her from coming back from Philadelphia recently. Uh, the one who <laughs> talks about being from Philadelphia all the time. All the time. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's that your bag. Is, that is she. That is I. Thank you for having me. Yeah. How are you doing, Kristen? I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Adam. I'm doing great, Mike. Uh, Mr. Lindell. <laughs> I've been uh, to Philadelphia. Guess how many times? Uh, Three hundred million. Yeah, you know it. Wow. How did I? That, how did I guess that? How did I figure that out? I don't know. Well, what do you do every time you go to uh, Philadelphia, Kristen? Million cheesesteaks. Oh, me first. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, every time I go to Philadelphia, um, I yeah, I see. Here's here's the real conspiracy. Cheesesteaks are actually not that good. I can and agree with you. There is much better food to be had in Philadelphia. Oof, that is a hot, hot take. Uh now that said, Mike Lindell did say he has 300 million cheesesteaks. And that could be zero to at least 300 million every time he's there. Let me ask you, uh, Mr. Lindell, let me ask you, are you Pats or are you Geno's? Oh, I've had them each 300 million times. And I got to say, if I had to pick one, boy, I really do have a hard time voting. Um, You did say one a second ago. You didn't know. (laughs) Anyways, we got one more guest to introduce. Speaking of one, Paul Heredia is here with us, joining us. Hey, how's it going, man? 
Good. How are you? Could you tell if I said the H on that or not? Yeah, good. <laughs> you did say <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I, I, I backed away from the mic as I was like pulling up oh, from my, right. my fail there. It's all right. What do you think of Mike Lindell? Oh, never heard the name. Really? Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I, I wish I had never heard the name Mike what? Lindell to be. Paul, let me ask you this: What are you sleeping on these days? Um, uh, a bed. Like, pretty, pretty easy question. Sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes I pass out on the couch. Right, how are the pillows? Oh, I actually, uh, see, this is weird. I like a blanket as a pillow, so I don't have pillows. I don't have what? Yeah, so like you can like you can, you can make the pillow. You can like change the blanket into like different firmnesses. You know. What kind of blanket do you have? Wait, what are you talking? Yeah. Do you have some kind of magical blanket? Are you sleeping on the magic carpet, Paul? Sometimes it's easy to just like bunch up and just be like, "All right, I like that this firmness, I like that this height." And pillows, I have this, you know, it's just. But yeah, pillows. I mean, pillows are also like soft and malleable. Sometimes. What kind of pillows are you using, Paul? I have so many questions. I've, I've had several. Mike, what do you feel about somebody not using a pillow to sleep with? I think it's insane. Yeah. I I mean, it's like, have you even tried my pillow? There's 300 million ballots in every my pillow, and you I've can't never tried. go wrong with that right. kind of comfort. That's that's horrifying. Just, I think, just Google one of my infomercials. You'll see. You can beat that pillow up. You can change its shape. You can adjust it however you need it. On one on one of my most popular infomercials, I punch a pillow 300 million times. Do you know how to count? Yeah. Let's hear it. Go ahead. 300 million. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. We're just going to go ahead and lower his volume while he's doing that. We're going to move on with the show. Uh, uh, speaking of horrendous things, uh, let's go ahead and move on to some stories that maybe you haven't heard of this week. I recently found this out because it happened to somebody in my friend circle. Uh, apparently, LA County is currently trying to figure out a way to stamp out fake COVID-19 testing sites, meaning there are, because uh, there is so much demand for t- testing right now, there are pop-up sites happening all around LA County, and some of them are not real testing sites, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> not real. What is, what is this world coming to? Everything is shit. Right? Like- it's crazy. <laughs> this is a real thing. Please, everyone, if you're listening in LA, if you get tested, because, you know, the, the cron is on us. The cron is on. I just came up with that. Please very, make very that. Nice. Please make that viral. Is the Cron is on. Is that the, the episode title? The Cron is on. <laughs> there it is. The Cron is on. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's definitely going to be three hundred million. Cron, the Cron is on. If you're getting tested in LA and you are asked to give your social security number out, that's a fake place. You don't need to give your social security out. That is what uh, a lot of authorities, including the LA County is uh, LA County is, uh, is advising. And I say this because my wife's, my wife's, my wife's, my uh, wife's, <laughs> Kate's uh, coworker was notified that their testing site was fake and was called by the LA count, uh, County police officer. And now sheriff. like, I'm curious, I don't know if you, if you know this, but like this, this testing site, like where was it? Like what, like, did they have any indication when they were, you know, making the appointment or, or going to the site, like, did it look legit? Did it look shady? And I'm not saying that that in any way to, like, blame them or any. I'm just curious as to, like, how do you tell the difference? Like, is is it, you can't. The only way is if is the information that they ask you, because this even said it was an iLab, which is a national company mm. for pop up sites. Yeah. And there's no way to make an appointment because it's just drive up and, right. and you just go, you just walk in. Yeah. So iLab, which is a, uh, you know, reputable source. Somebody just used that, like, you know, photoshopped yeah. their own thing. And it, it was at um, this one ha- happened to be at Santa Monica and Vine. So if you're going to that one, just be careful. Uh, it has been allegedly, it has been said to be, uh, to be uh, yeah, and not real. My, my question is, uh, what places should you give your social security? Because it's a very limited amount of places where like, hey, like, I know your social security, yeah. like, you know, it's just like anytime, like, we're like, tell you like, hey, don't ever share your password with anyone. Right. It's the same thing. Don't share your, don't share your um, social security. There was like a, a, a moment in like the beginning of like technology kind of being widespread where everybody was like, don't give your social security number out. And I think somewhere along the lines after the iPhone, 
and double verification, I think it was like, yeah, you're probably okay. Like, I think it's become a little bit lax now mm-hmm. um, about uh, identity stuff. The thing that's fucked up about this is not just that like scammers are, are using these fake testing sites to get people's personal information, but they're also not, I assume, giving actual COVID tests. So people who are who need to get a COVID test to go back to work or to make sure that they're not going to in, infect other people or whatever are not actually getting test results. They're not getting test results and they're getting paid too. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Listen, what makes you think that a person doing a good old identity theft scam wouldn't be giving people a valid COVID test. I mean, we're just, it's a slippery slope we're on people, all right? They could be doing an honorable job. The world is so insane at this point that I would believe that you had people that were like setting up fake COVID test sites to get people's identity information, but also at the same time yeah. actually running tests. To give it. I'm like, who? why not? I don't know. Everything's crazy. I love that phone call. Like, hello, um, Miss Scanton. Um, yeah, so you tested positive for COVID, and also your identity has been stolen. So uh, also, it would if you wouldn't mind uh, giving us a bunch of Bitcoin and buying uh, some some Apple gift cards mm-hmm. and sending them over to this address. Uh, Mike, what what do you feel about scams and fraudulent IDs? Well. I don't understand why anybody's worried about protecting their social security number. It's 300 million. Uh, Everybody (laughs) has the same one. Um, But also. So you can't read numbers as well? Is that what what you're saying? I don't know what you're saying. But Adam, I'm curious. Did did your, uh, uh, my wife's friend get results for the test? No. No, no, no. Didn't get results. Oh, no results. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. Oh, wow. But yeah, I mean, generally, I think that the whole COVID vaccine is a scam. So but, I don't know but why. Mr. Anybody... Lindell, I'm, I mean, I'm surprised because, I mean, you are so concerned with fraud and identity theft. But you seem to be saying, you know, when it comes to voting. Um, yeah. But when it comes to people getting COVID tests, you don't seem to think it's a big deal. Well, I think you have... missed the part where he said that COVID tests are also a scam in general. Right, just in general, right, too. right. So everything is fake. Got it. The vaccine has just stepped 300 million down the road towards socialism. What's the first step? What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was good. I almost got you. I almost got you. But speaking of almost got you, um, uh, Kristen, you got us a new story happening over in the East Coast uh, where you're from. That was really better than the transition that I wrote for you. Really? I'm going to read the the transition. I'm going to read the transition that I wrote. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, Winter Storm Izzy is currently pounding or has recently pounded most of the U.S. east of the Mississippi. As your chief East Coast correspondent, I'm here to comment uh, and discuss winter storms. I'm sorry. As the chief East Coast correspondent. Um, is pounding uh, a, like a an actual term? Like you, yeah, in- no, so, no. The East Coast is always getting pounded by winter storms. Like trust that me. checks out. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're always getting pounded. But no, but this is the first big uh, sort of winter storm of the of the the year. Um, it started uh, in the in the Midwest, pounded the Midwest. Uh, in the south, uh, Saturday uh, into Sunday, and then uh, as we're recording this on Sunday, it's uh, traveled up the coast. Um, you know, twenty inches of snow in some in some parts of the of the East Coast, um, flooding in coastal areas, and extremely extremely low temperatures. And I just want to read off to you some of the uh, the high temperatures. In in places where that are being affected by this storm, this was as of Saturday. So this was okay. Uh, and I'll take I'll take guesses. Does anyone want to guess what the high temperature in Montreal was? Oh, three hundred million. <laughs> God damn it, Mike Lindell was not three hundred million. <laughs> that would be so hot. <laughs> Holy shit, we would die. Everyone would be dead. <laughs> That's not you can use logic. Winter. I mean, if you would have said negative three hundred million, that might have made sense. <laughs> I just want to let's go ahead and explain this, uh, explore this a little bit more because now we're positing <laughs> that Mike doesn't even know any other numbers. <laughs> so, like, 
So, Mike, uh, do you have how, how many children do you have? Three hundred million. <laughs> Obviously, that's not true, right? You know, you don't difference. know that. Mr. Lindell is an extremely, extremely uh, virile man. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, he's a very uh, religious, conservative man who might think that all his sperm are re- are, re- are, are alive. alive. So I, that, that's true. Is that true? Are you yeah. counting the actual children in your house? I count every child that comes out of me every day. I am. Mike Lindell has fucked 300 million times. And every time he fucks, he gets a woman pregnant. So that's true. Wow. I think that's and just facts. You know, she comes. I'm sorry. <laughs> cut that out. Cut that. No, no, we're not okay, cutting yeah. that out. How many, how many times? How many times? How many times does she come? 300 million. Okay. It's, I, you know, you would think it'd be diminishing returns, but it's funny every time. It just gets, it right. just keeps getting funnier. So. Anyway, what were we talking about? So anyway, the high temperature in Montreal, Quebec, on Saturday was negative two. Wow, that's the, the, the high temperature. That was the that's high. like a noon or something, right? Like that would be the, the yeah. That was the highest the temperature rose. Uh, I forget what the what the low temperature was, but I mean, so so Adam, I know that you are from. California, born and Represent. born. Do you do you even know what negative two degrees feels like? God no. I've never been anything lower than forty five. Yeah. No way. I've never, wow. ever. I've never Wait, been have, have you, you ever seen, seen, snow? seen snow? I've been to the snow, but I've never seen it snow. So oh, wow. Okay. So like you're like I went I went to Big Bear when the spring was coming in and the snow was melting. Yeah. I guess maybe the lowest I've it would be around thirty degrees. Truly, can you even ski, bro? Mike, <laughs> Mike, what? Mike Lindell, how many times you have ski? you gone skiing? Oh yeah, I grew up in Mankato, Minnesota. So you grew up in Minnesota, so you know what that, and obviously it gets very cold in Minnesota. Um, so you know what that it feels like. Jack Frost is fucking your face with his icicle dick. Exactly like that is what it feels like. Yeah. Well, like in Minnesota, in those areas too, because I have been to places where it eventually does get cold, just not when it's cold. And when I went to Minnesota, uh, they have buildings that instead of sidewalks there that are connected to one another so people can walk from Mm, one building mm -hmm. to the other building. Oh, yeah. Skybridge is a big deal. Yes. Which I think there's over 300 million of those in in Minnesota. Okay. (laughs) All right. So this Winter Storm Izzy. Winter Storm Izzy. Yep. Yep. Which I love the name Izzy, by the way. It's one of my favorite names. Um, yeah, yeah. They they do, again, like little known fact to those maybe outside of, uh, you know, areas where they get these severe winter storms. Like they name winter storms uh, like hurricanes um, if it gets to be. I don't know what the what the criteria is exactly, but um, yeah, they will they will name them. And uh, yeah, it just it, it fucks up your whole life because like. Everybody, you know, if you know the storm's coming, everybody runs out to the grocery store. They get their milk, they get their eggs, they get their bread, you know, uh, and then right. you just I mean, you're just have to stay in your house for like two to three days. It's like the apocalypse. It's like, like the apocalypse, but like every every winter, like these people have never seen snow before. The Northeast is like constantly in quarantine every winter. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it, yeah. It's, I mean, like people, like that's why they drink so much because, like, the only way to get through winters is to just be drunk most of the time. Uh, that's a hot take. North, <laughs> Northeasters. I mean, I know. I will- I just, like, it, like, it doesn't surprise me. Like, I moved out to the West Coast and so many more people out here don't drink a lot or are sober. I'm like, yeah, because you're not trying to get through like the, you know, Siberian yeah. awfulness. I mean, as a Californian, I really feel sorry for people like who are cold. Like I hate it when it's cold, when it's like, honestly, when it's like 62, I'm dying. I, it sucks. It's, uh, I, I'm like, going to say, okay, I, this is, I, I really want to, Adam, at some point we're going to take you somewhere East Coast or we're just going to take you somewhere where it's cold and snowing. I, I mean, yeah, like 60, honestly, 60 degrees is miserable. Adam, I couldn't imagine what what is like the heaviest like clothing item you have? Like, do you have hoodies? Do you own hoodies? 
Yeah, I mean, I, like, I have my I have my winter clothes. You have uh, hold on, like, but like, what do you, you mean like by like North, winter? You have like a North clothes. Face jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do like, you own a pair of gloves? Yeah, I have fingerless gloves, uh, <laughs> and I sell papers uh, to <laughs> people in New York. I have a winter coat, which is just a flannel that I uh, bought at uh, Goodwill. That's just slightly heavier than a normal shirt. Uh, and that really, honestly, I only bust that out when I'm like really cold. Uh, just just a, a, a quick rundown um, of other of other high temperatures uh, in Bangor, Maine. The high temperature was five uh, in New York City. It was 19. Wow. And uh, in, in my hometown of Hazleton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, the high on Saturday was 14. Wow. Jesus Christ. I will say this. Let me let me let me just to my point a little bit. Once it's like 60 degrees. And it's cold. There's just like, is there any more cold? Can it be yes, more cold? It can you know? Be, okay, it can, Chandler. Can it be more cold? It can be a lot more cold. That's what that's what I'm trying to tell you. It can be a lot more cold. It it hurts. Like 60, like you're like, oh, there's a chill. Like, you know, anything like below like freezing, like twenties, teens. Yeah. Single yeah, like if you it, go it like hurts your yeah. face. If you go snowboarding yeah. or like yeah on this thing, your like beard freezes. Like you can see, like, yeah, yeah, just a collection yeah. of moisture that has frozen on. Yeah, your you'll beard. get like little ice crystals in your beard. That's why I just have the mustache. My beard froze off. Yeah, I, I have heard of it. Like you know, what is it called? A northeaster mm-hmm. when nor'easter. when your nor'easter when your eyes freeze or whatever. Your the the tear ducts on your eyes freeze, mm-hmm. which is fuck that. One hundred percent. Yeah. Speaking Move of cutting California. people off, um, <laughs> so this doctor was cutting people up uh, in the UK, and he's lost his license Whoa. because he was branding, stitching his initials in people's livers. Did you hear about this? <laughs> you hear about this? You hear about this? Wow. You hear about this? Jill, I know. I did not hear about this. This is this is this is wild. Is it, it's like a signature. It's like his his like initials. Yeah, like kind of like tagging, like hey, like I performed surgery, and of course, leave my mark, like I a mean, painting, like a yeah, like exactly. A yeah. Yes, exactly. Which I, I'll be honest, I do not have a problem with this at all. Like <laughs> you will never see it. It's just like it's it is like he saved your life. Leave your mark. You know. What if it was like for like a like a not so life saving procedure, you know, like like tonsils or something or like inside my mouth. That's fine. I don't know. Like if I don't if I don't have to see it, that's fine. Like if he did if he like did this his like initials like outside of my body, be like, okay, dude, like, yeah, that's a little It's bit. just weird. I mean like did it I because I'm looking did did it um how was he discovered? Well my question my question was like did it uh, could it have affected the patient negatively in any way? Like, was it like by doing this, he like exposed them to uh, risk of infection or like, could it, could it have caused problems? You'd think uh, so, right? Cause it's extra stitches. It's just like extra punctures. And yeah. Leg. Like, is it extra, like <laughs> um, something Mike, that, that's that, the most reasonable thing you've said all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta keep those. You don't want any more than 300 million punctures in your liver. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had me. You had me. I was like, oh, okay. okay. You can talk it's reasonably. Okay. You can have a conversation. <laughs> um, but no, he was caught because um, an organ transplant failed, and another doctor who was performing surgery saw it. So, so would the, the, would you say the tra- maybe the transplant was failed no. because of the branding? No, no, no. Mike, you ha- you have uh, medical opinions. Sure do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I I think this is kind of just like every my pillow has a little signature on it. Uh and what? I think it's the same. Like you put your your mark on your product and the the downside for this is like people have body autonomy, right? So it's 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 a question of like do you believe it's okay for somebody to do something to your body without asking you first? This is so reasonable. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, like I actually am like, do I think I, like, I, agree, I agree with, with that? You. I think I body autonomy is important, but I feel like this is going to lead into a my body, my choice, don't vaccinate me situation. That's exactly where it was going. Yeah. Okay, this right. whole scene is ridiculous. But here's the here here's why you were making sense is that. In this case, the patients, I presume, were under anesthesia, did, like, mm-hmm. did not agree to have these initials branded on their on their organ. Um, presumably, if you're getting the, the COVID vaccine, you're 
awake, you're alert, you are making the choice to to do that. You know that you've you've consented to doing it. So yeah, but like if you if you were getting a liver transplant and you came away with a COVID vaccine, you'd, you'd be pretty upset. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I I you know, Paul, I tend to be, to agree with you on this. That you know, let him sign his work. Yeah, if he gets his license back and wants to include that part of the package, I think that. I mean, maybe you could turn it into an NFT if we're talking art now. Oh, shoot. Oh, I'd do an NFT or something like that. Sell a picture of my liver. I just think it's like, it's kind of a, it's a classic slippery slope argument where you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, go ahead and just sign my liver, whatever. But at the same time, then you're like, okay, what's he going to do next? He's going to, I'm doing a a lung procedure. I'm just going to sign this lung. And then, you know, poking holes in lungs is not good. Where does it, yeah, where does it is? Is my dentist going to start, like, signing my cavities? Like, where, like, like, wh- where does it end? Where does it end? Kristen, just know, Kristen, just know that you're agreeing with Mike Lindell. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, the world is upside down. Put it in the pre-surgery thing. Tell us you're going to sign our livers. Yeah, just, that's all I'm saying is, like, you have, I think you have to just let the, per- let the patient know up front, hey, I'm going to sign your liver. And, like, if someone asked me, I'd probably be like, do whatever you want. I don't care. I just want to point this out real quick. You said you mentioned slippery slope, but that is positing that signing something is so great that it just want you get you tend to want to do it more on in more dangerous situations. Like th- this guy is not going to do that, though. You don't know that when I did my first crack, I didn't think I was going to do more later. And how many times did you do it? 300 million. <laughs> OK, but that actually makes sense. You did crack 300 million times. And you're still alive. I mean, it's it's probably all that good sleep he's getting. I mean, listen, if you can brand stuff at steakhouses, just you can brand stuff than people that are alive. Is my you know? liver just a steak to you, Paul? Honestly, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't eat your liver because it probably has so much damage. It's probably like poor, poor quality. Because of the crack. Because of the crack. Speaking of crack, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to the internet about critical race theory and what they know about it. It's going to be a wild time. Anyways, we'll be right back right after this. Today, Monday, January 17th, is Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. A federal holiday in America where we celebrate one of history's greatest figures. Recently, there has been a big push on the right to diminish what parts of American history is taught in schools. I wonder why. As the debate over critical race theory rages on, our next guests are fighting back against the condemn critical race theory in our kids' classrooms. I don't want my kids or any child being taught that children of color, every student should be concerned right now. Critical race theory. It seems like any time a conservative opens their mouth, it's to talk about the dangers of teaching critical race theory in the schools. Schools are now radicalizing our kids. I mean, this is the volume of the book from critical race theory that, as people say, teach in law schools. But unfortunately, it is now trickling down into little books for children like Woke Baby. I'm sorry, Woke Baby sounds sick and I want to buy that. Or you get Ron DeSantis announcing an anti-quote woke bill, which is an acronym, by the way, you shouldn't look up because it's atrocious, to combat critical race theory and literally quote Martin Luther King as he's doing it. You think about what MLK uh, stood for. He said he didn't want people judged on the color of their skin, but on the content of their character. You listen to some of these people nowadays, they don't talk about that. So I decided... I wanted to play a game with the internet to figure out what they know about critical race theory. Hit it! Welcome to Is It Critical Race Theory or Is It History? I'm going to talk to a random stranger on the internet to find out if they know if something is critical race theory or if it's just plain old history. Before we start, let's go ahead and meet some of our contestants. Let's go ahead and talk to our first contestant, Guy in a Dark Room. Hey, how's it going? It's going. How about you? Are you uh, familiar with uh, critical race theory? Sure. <laughs> His answers do get longer. I do promise you that. Let's go ahead and meet our next contestant, Guy from Virginia. I'm tired of American politics, man. Who gives a shit? Like, I looked through the entire, like, Virginia election. You know how mind-boggling annoying that was? 
We're the best state in the South, excluding maybe parts of Texas and Florida. Actually, I'd argue that we're better than Florida. I fucking hate Florida. Who doesn't? Let's go to meet our next contestant, business school student. How's business school going for you, guy? I mean, I'm 18. I'm, I'm taking business right now. I used to do business with these guys. I'm with these guys right now. Wow, you just showed me some gang signs. Businessman, if you may. Good for you, man. Wow. Is it, uh, is it lucrative, would you say? Basically, yeah. I mean, I'm doing everything legally, so like, I, I can talk about this. Oh, yeah? I'm the guy that makes the money. <laughs> make that money, make that money. Let's go and meet our next contestant, girl from Canada. You get Fox News up in Canada? I, I think you have to like pay for it. It's not part of like a cable package or anything? Oh, I don't have cable here. Honestly, who does? And lastly, let's go to our fourth contestant, guy at his girlfriend's place. Whoa, that's a cool background. I like your, your the CDs back there, dude. It's my girl's wall, so sure to tell her. All right, well, you've met our charismatic contestants. Let's go ahead and start the game. First question, what is critical race theory? Is it A, the study of racism in America? Is it B, the study of racism in the world? Or is it C, the scholastic study of how prejudice and race influenced laws in the post-civil rights era? All right, let's hear from our contestants. Guy in dark room? Go with the last option. Guy from Virginia? As far as I'm sure, it's definitely not post-civil rights, so I'm going to go with A. All right, business school guy. Um, I feel like this is the third option because uh, y- you know how um, we have stereotypes, right? Nope, going to move on because I feel like that answer was going to get weird. Let's move on to girl from Canada. We'll try can I say, like, ABC kind of thing? Girl from Canada is picking D, all of the above. We'll see how that works out. In the meantime, let's go over to Guy and his girlfriend's place. What say you? Uh, I feel like you could go with the intricate answer. I feel like that's what you're wanting me to pick here. I mean, there's only a right a- one right answer, so. I mean, I guess the third one, then. All right, that's it for the contestants. And the answer is C. The Scholastic Study of Prejudice and Race Influencing Laws in a Post-Civil Rights Era. But before we move on, hey, girl from Canada, why did you think it was all three? Well, it, it can be a mixture of, like, everything. Like, I don't okay. completely the definition myself, but a theory usually, like, defines stuff. It's, like, more of a method than anything. Like, it's not, like, a specific definition. Right. They can fall under, like, specific categories, depend on, like, what specific topic under the critical race theory you can think about. I will think about that. But in the meantime, you should think about our next question. And that is... Critical race theory was brought up as a talking point on a news show recently that sparked the outrage and movement to remove it from our schools. What was that news show? Was it A, Morning Joe, B, Bill O'Reilly, C... Rachel Maddow, or D, Tucker Carlson tonight? Let's go to our first contestant. Guy in a dark room. Probably Tucker Carlson. He likes talking about race. Yes, he does. All right, guy from Virginia, what are your thoughts? Bill O'Reilly hasn't been relevant in a long time, ever since he was innocent. And that's why he paid the woman like $30 million, because he's so innocent. Yeah, innocent people pay off their accusers all the time. Yeah, fuck yeah. up you have to be to get Fox News to dump your ass. <laughs> that's fucking true, though. It's Murdoch Media, for God's sake. Yeah. So which would you say? You know, you want to say Tucker, because he's the most nefarious, but I feel like it's not him. Is it Morning Joe? We shall see. Business school guy, how do you answer? I love Fox News, so I'm going to say Tucker Carlson tonight. Business school guy loves Fox News. Not surprising. Guy in his girlfriend's place... How do you answer? Tucker? I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. Am I bothering you? Uh, don't worry about it. The correct answer was Tucker Carlson. Congrats, everybody. Girl from Canada, I left you out because you don't have Fox News up there. Have you ever seen Tucker Carlson tonight? No. It sounds like it would be kind of a humorous show rather than... Do you know who Tucker Carlson is? No. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, that makes me so happy. I'm just going to say, you win the whole round. Sorry, guys. But there's a bonus question. Was critical race theory brought up on Tucker Carlson's show by Tucker Carlson or his guest? I mean, Tucker Carlson, he, he, he's a bullshitter, 100% bullshitter. So I'm going to say Tucker Carlson. That is incorrect. It was a guest that first brought up 
the idea of critical race theory being taught in schools and workplaces on Tucker Carlson's show. And that guest was a man named Christopher Rufo. Very important name. Christopher Rufo is the architect behind the movement to get critical race theory out of schools and workplaces. He also knew fully well that critical race theory did not actually describe the teaching of racial bias and sensitivity training at schools and workplaces. So the next question is, why did Rufo use the term critical race theory? Was it because A, it perfectly describes the study of race and racial bias in school and workplaces? Or is it B, it's more professional than saying the study of wokeism? Or is it C, it's the perfect villain? Now, mind you, the correct answer is an actual quote. Guy in a dark room, how do you answer? We're going to go with A, all right? And the reasoning why is because they love saying woke, and there's no way he'd be that open-faced saying it's the perfect villain. But, I mean, that would make sense as an answer. It is a very perfect villain. It sounds, you know, it sounds indoctrination-wise. Like, it sounds like you're indoctrinating people by saying you're teaching them critical race theory. Yeah, There's definitely some indoctrination going on here. But the correct answer is C. According to The New Yorker, Rufo chose the term critical race theory because, quote, critical race theory is the perfect villain. He goes on to say, critical race theory connotates hostile, academic, divisive, race-obsessed, poisonous, elitist, anti-American. And most perfect of all, critical race theory is not an externally applied pejorative, like woke. Quote, it is the label the critical race theorists choose themselves. This campaign for critical race theory has indoctrinated everyone, no matter what the belief, to make them think that critical race theory means something that it's not. Even in the middle of this trivia game, the guy over at his girlfriend's place tried to tell me that Biden was running on pushing critical race theory. But look, um, and and I did just pull this up, so I'm, I am reading through right now, but um, this is an article about him pushing critical race theory, and it says, the uh, in an early but revelatory move, President Biden's Department of Education has signaled its intent to impose the most radical forms of critical race theory on America's schools, very much including the 1619 Project and the so-called anti-racism of uh, Ibram X. Yeah, what news publication is that? This is National Review. Again, uh, critical race theory is being co-opted by the right uh, to encompass that. But if you look at the, anything said by Biden, he does not mention critical race theory at all. Critical race theory does not involve the study of like the 1619 Project. That has nothing to do with critical race theory at all. Okay. Uh, okay. It's only used in law schools. Okay, I get what you're saying. Critical race theory was made up. The idea of critical race theory being pushed on children and people of America was made up. All they are talking about is the study of history. So with that, we have one more game. It is a lightning round of our contestants saying if something we studied in school qualifies as history or critical critical race theory. theory. All right, contestants. Is this... Critical race theory, or is it history? Rosa Parks. History. World War One. History. World War Two. The race one. <laughs> you think World War Two is critical race theory? Okay. Well, I see. You think so? Uh, I'm changing my mind. It's history. Uh, the Civil Rights Act of 1964. History. There's no like opinion or narrative attached to any of this. Uh, the Boston Tea Party. That was over taxes. So that's history. Oh, you just hit a bong? Nice, dude. Nice. The bombing of Hiroshima. <coughs> So you're saying history. Okay. Same question, girl from Canada. That had to do with the influence of race. So that would be the theory. Bombing of Hiroshima. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Going on the way that I learned it. So hopefully I got right. uh, The election of Barack Obama. Oh, that's definitely the theory. Okay. Guy from Virginia. Take it home for me. Boston Tea Party. That's history not even related to race. Bloody Sunday. Also just history. The sit-in at Woolworth's lunch counter. Also history. Bombing of Hiroshima. That's history. The election of Barack Obama. Recent history. Well, there you go. The clear winner is Guy from Virginia. Now, before we go, 
Guy in business school, do you have any final thoughts? I think I'm starting to get a little bit of faith of humanity restored, you know? With this thing being uh, proven by yourself as a myth. Well, it's not really a myth as more of miscategorized, but I like where your head's at. Girl from Canada, you came in here with a handicap of not really having the handicap of having Fox News handicap your brain because you live in Canada. That said, do you have any final thoughts about critical race theory? It's very like, it's definitely like a controversial thing. And it definitely brings out like some almost irony in the fact that like, it's kind of the opposite of what you would think it would to be. When in reality, it's like what he said, it's like a perfect villain. Like you don't, it's like a villain in disguise. Yeah, that actually got me thinking. After talking to some people that are relatively leaning on the left side of the political spectrum, I realized that critical race theory kind of is a villain in disguise. By me focusing on the definition of the word, I'm kind of losing focus of what they're really doing, which is taking away America's history in our schools. Because I guess that's what critical race theory means now. They've changed it to mean history. So I guess guess I want critical race theory in our schools. Come at me, Fox News. On critical race theory. Hey, this is Adam. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps out the show. And as a reminder, for every five-star review, I will read it on air. No matter what it says, I will read it. It could be your deepest, darkest fears. could be your greatest accomplishments. Boy, would I like that. Anyways, I'll read it. All right, back to the show. All right, welcome back for the break. Listen, 2022 has been uh, kind of starting out not great, including uh, some the recent passings of uh, a few monumental celebrities. Uh, here to discuss um, how people are celebrating these uh, performers' lives is Kristen Scatton, who I guess also is our East Coast correspondent. She's also our tweet tweeter. Pop, pop uh, cold, pop, well. Yeah, tweet yeah. Uh, uh, number one uh, tweet. Uh, correspondent yeah, and, yes. and East Coast correspondent. Mm-hmm. And a and, certified um, Johnner. Number one Johnner. Number one John. I hope yeah. I used that right this time. You love yeah. to John. I love to John. But you don't, it's not a verb. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so, you know, uh, several, uh, as Adam said, several very uh, important celebrities uh, passed away of late. Of course, we have Betty White right at the, the end of 2021, uh, Sidney Poitier, Bob Saget. And, you know, every time uh, a celebrity passes away, you know, they're, former co-workers and, and just all celebrities just sort of start coming out of the woodwork to uh, make tweets or Instagram posts or, or comments about this person. And uh, so I feel like I've become like in these past couple of weeks, you know, sort of a connoisseur of what makes a good uh, tweet tribute to a, a fallen uh, a, a dead celebrity. So I wanted to go through some. So we're gonna play, we're gonna play a little game. Where I'm gonna read a tweet about a, a recently deceased celebrity, and then you're gonna and I'll give you uh, you know a couple options, and you'll guess who said uh, who said the tweet. So yeah, so let's uh, let's let's get let's get into it. Uh, 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 R.A.P. Betty White, the only SNL host I ever saw get a standing ovation at the after party. A party at which she ordered a vodka and a hot dog and stayed till the bitter end. Who tweeted <laughs> that? Was was it Bill Hader, Seth Meyers, or Kristen Wiig? Oof, Seth Meyers. I think that seems like a Seth Meyers. I, I don't think Bill Hader has a, a Twitter account. I think it's, it's probably Donald Trump, right? It's not Donald Trump, but you are right, even... Adam and Paul. It, it was it was Seth Meyers, and I think this is great. I think what's huh. great about a, a, a tweet tribute like this it's succinct, first of all, two sentences, uh, and it has a fun little anecdote about the person, 
You know, we know that Betty White uh, ordered a, a vodka and a hot dog and partied all night long. And uh, it, it was it, it seems very genuine. Yeah, I really I'm now I'm understanding how you have become a connoisseur a little bit of these. You're you really know how to like break them down and see how they're success, how they're success. What makes it successful? Them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How many likes did that get? Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't know. Ratio- in reverse, does it? Does it get, does it, did it get ratioed? Did it get- <laughs> million. How many how many uh, likes has, has your most liked tweet? gotten mike lindell zero unfortunately zero because so you know the word zero now you know zero now is that did we teach you a word what no i know know zero i know about the absence of things like what are some other things that are absent no my wife (laughs) i shouldn't be laughing at that i'm sorry (laughs) okay uh Uh, okay speaking speaking of, of of uh Things are people who are absent. Bob Saget, of course, sadly uh, passed away uh, last week. Um, and uh, so here's here's one. Uh, um, I don't know what to say. I have no words. Bob was one of the best human beings. Hum- sorry, Bob was one of the best humans beings I've ever known in my life. I loved him so much. Uh, so is that uh, Mary Kate Olsen, Ashley Olsen or Candace Cameron Bure? Oh, I love Candace Cameron. I got to go with Candace. I see. I'm confused. I'm so confused because wouldn't Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen have the same Twitter account? I'm like, because they're I'm one sorry. person, right? Yeah. You would think. No, two two people, two separate humans, two separate Twitter accounts. It's it does seem like you went out of your way to to highlight the grammatical error. Yes, because I want to talk about it. But right. So I got to say, then it's it's Mary. It's Mary Kate. Then it's definitely Mary Kate. Interesting. So Mary Kate is the most likely to have a typo to you, Adam? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh it was it was actually Candace Cameron Bure uh who tweeted that. Uh and I did yes. highlight the spelling error because make sure your your tribute tweets are spelled correctly. Like this is not honoring Bob Saget. Uh it, it, I, I'm pretty sure Danny Tanner taught you grammar better than that, DJ. <laughs> I kind of disagree with you, though, because it does it, it adds like a little bit of sincerity where it's like this was a heartfelt thing. I didn't even spell check it. I just wrote it. Mike, you can you can be wow. heartfelt and still what spell check. Fuck? You can be heartfelt are- and still spell check. I will. I will die on that hill for sure. I got to be honest with you. This you are nothing like the Jordan Klemper interviews I've seen you in. Okay, you're literally that's nothing because like that, that psychopath comes in and he's just trying to gotcha me all the time. <laughs> You're a very sincere person. I have really you make some succinct points, and I can't believe I'm saying that, Mike Lindell. This is look. This is how we bridge the gap, right? This is how we we have to make connection. We have to find common ground. Like I learned today that Mike Lindell and I have common ground because we both agree that doctors should not brand their initials on your liver. That's right. I mean, common ground. That's right. And you agree that Donald Trump won the election in 2020. All vaccines are evil. COVID is here to cleanse the planet. Is that what Mike thinks? <laughs> COVID's here to cleanse the planet? Is that something he's you've actually I'm said? I'm Mike and I sure said it. So <laughs> That's a breaking news one. Okay, Kristen, <clears throat> please. Uh, I worked with hashtag Betty White on her 95th birthday. I thought you should know the very first word she ever said to me. Quote, nice wedding ring. When I was young, if you wanted to fuck a guy, you had to marry him. So I was married three times. <laughs> R.I.P. Betty, you gave us everything. God, that's, who tweeted that's a great this? One. Jane Leaves, Valerie Bertinelli, or Amy Carrero? I don't know who any of those people are. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say uh, Jane Weaves. Okay. Carrero. Okay. I'm going to say Ivanka. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> no, you know. That was you know a, what that you're wasn't doing. Any of the options. It's just who's on my mind? Uh, Amy. It, it was Amy Carrero, who I also d- don't know who that is. Um, I did have the other two were uh, Betty White's co-stars from Hot in Cleveland, but um, but yeah, this is another. I mean, look. First of all, it, it has a salty story about Betty White, which every we all love a good salty story about Betty White, and um, you know, it's it's still kind of heartfelt. But so I think I think this was great. This was maybe my favorite. Um, do we think yeah. it's true? Do we think it's true that Betty White said that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's dead. She can't argue. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Do you think, uh, but, do you think okay. Betty White I said, think she that? said that? I think she. Said I think that. she did. I yeah. hope yeah. she did. Seems really in character. For I want to believe that she did. Ones. I think that's you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, the hot dog thing. I've heard that about her. Betty White eats hot dogs all the time. Yeah. She, yeah. Chicago style? <laughs> I, I hope she does it Mankato style. What's that? Um, uh, you put 300 million hot peppers on there. Ooh, yum. That's how, that's how they do it in Mankato. Do you, uh, are you keeping score? And am I winning? <laughs> uh, no, and yes. All right, that All right. doesn't seem like that doesn't seem fair. Bob Saget. Uh, this is we're going back to Bob Saget. I was the kindest, loveliest, funniest, most supportive man. The easiest person to be around. A mensch among mensches. Okay, uh, definitely a Jew. Was the, oh okay, my well. god, Jesus, Mike. What he said, mensch. I think. I think other people can say mensch. Well, that's, I, yeah. that's okay. So that was so so. Who who said it? Was it uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Josh Radner, or Jason Segel? That's oh, Jason Josh, uh, Josh Radner. <laughs> I'm going with Josh Radner. Yeah, it was Josh Radner. That was my question. Is Josh Radner Jewish? I guess he is. If he's yeah. not, can a Jew, all, can a non-Jew say all, that? Uh, I just did a quick Google and Josh Radner was born to 300 million Jewish parents. <laughs> oh my God. 300. Wow. Jesus. Uh, How does that oh. even work? Well, uh, when a man loves a woman very much, Kristen, <laughs> you know, I don't think I have to tell you. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> wow. <laughs> my no, you actually do because I, I literally have been have been single for so long. I've forgotten what it's like to, to be loved by by a man. So uh please, Mike Lindell, <laughs> tell me tell me I wanna in the words of foreigner, I wanna know what love is. Am I sensing a love connection right now between Mike and I mean, Kristen? You guys are, are agreeing on the same page. And you're on the same page. Um, and you're and you're asking him. My wife is literally just said you want to know what love is. I want you to show I, me. I do. I guess you I said did that just, to I guess I did just say that. Um, Maybe you guys should hang out. I mean, could we? Could we be what heals the world? What heals the yeah. uh, you know a, a West Coast liberal lady with a oh with the my Midwest guy? American man. I mean, I I think there's potential here. I, I look at you and I can see 300 million years into the future. The two of us <laughs> getting old together, rocking on a, on a porch back and forth. And it's, yeah, it's cold out, but we're keeping each other warm. You know, it's like 60 degrees out there. Yeah. So well, it sounds million, pretty bad. Yeah. I see sparks. Sparks are flying right now. 300 million sparks. And, and you know what, just for that, Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to award you 300 million points and you won the game. Yeah. What the f- what? You win. This isn't the 2020 election here. You can't just throw 300 votes towards somebody to win something, okay? So you agree that the election was a fraud? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That's not part of the media agenda that we've been hiding from everybody. I'm not, I'm not saying that. You're one of the media elites. Kristen, are, are you one of the media elites too? No, I'm, Wait, I'm, I thought I was just coming on a casual comedy podcast. I didn't realize that this was a media I, I'm elite I'm part of thing. the media. I'm definitely not elite. Oh. So I don't know. I don't know where that leaves you, Mr. Lindell. It leaves me with a decision to make. Do I follow my heart or my head? Maybe you should follow your liver that is unbranded. (laughs) Well, speaking of branded, uh, you can follow us at DailyMisinformer.com and uh, Daily Misinform on TikTok and Instagram, Daily Misinform on Twitter. Before we go, uh, Kristen, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Kristen M. Scatton. And uh, I don't know. I tell jokes. And if you like jokes, then... There you go. And I like to read celebrity. Maybe I'll start, maybe I'll take this game and I'll start doing commentary on yeah. celebrities, Twitter tributes to other dead celebrities. That sounds great. I actually do think that's good. That's like a good idea. I think that you should do that. You should I had do a that. good idea today. <laughs> uh, speaking of good ideas, everybody should go follow Paul Aredia, Paul on the internet uh, on uh, social media. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug, Paul? Uh, you just did for me. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's cool. Uh, I guess uh, tune in on Wednesday, to Wednesday the 19th. Uh-huh. Uh, on Fox at 8 p.m. Oh! Uh, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, okay. I'm excited. Can you even say the show or no? Oh, I can say the show. <laughs> it's called I Can See Your Voice. I Can See Your Voice. Yeah. Ooh. All might be there. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? But... Everybody should go check that out. 
Uh, Mike Lindell, uh, I've given you exactly 300 million seconds to think of something to plug. Thank you so much. That's exactly how many I needed. Um, uh, yeah, uh, you should follow the Cuckoo Bananas podcast, which is um, cuckoo spelled C-U-C-K-O-O and then bananas and then podcast at Cuckoo Bananas Podcast. It's a Degrassi podcast, which is my favorite show, hosted by an incredible woman named Keely Bell. And starting this week, every other week, uh, a guy who's on your show a lot, Ezra Parter and Keely, are going to be doing a Degrassi one to two episode recap where she, who loves Degrassi, makes him, who has never seen it, watch it, and then they talk about what happened. Wow, that sounds that sounds pretty fascinating. You ever seen uh, Degrassi, Mike? Oh, yeah. It's my favorite show. I love it. Drake's on it. Big fan of Drake? Big fan of Drake. I love everything he does. All right. Well, everybody should go follow Ezra Partier on uh, on uh, Instagram as well. And uh, please, you can follow me at Adam R. Mac uh, on all the social medias. I'm on. Uh, I'm still on TikTok. They have not taken me down. People should go uh, follow me. And uh, if you're listening to this, uh, some of the content that you heard in the middle section talking to people on the internet will also be on my TikTok. So go see the faces to the stupidity uh, that they totally consented to. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, And please, if you wouldn't mind, give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. If you're listening to this on Spotify, they do have a rating system now. Please go give us a a five-star review. It really helps. Not sure if it helps out on Spotify. Don't know, but please go check it out. And uh, as always, we're going to close out the show with a signature sign-off out here. And uh, I'll go first. This has been the Daily Misinformer. Hey, don't take my social security number. This has been the Daily Misinformer. I wonder what people will tweet about us when we're dead. Oh, this has been the Daily Misinformer for my contact info. Check your liver. This has been the Daily Misinformer. Uh, Stick around for 300 million more episodes. All right, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You're a violation of a hippo.